excited. So if you're new at the well, we have what we call foundational scripture. And basically throughout every series, we have this anchor of a scripture that we kind of read and we go through. So our foundational scripture is based out of 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 20. It reads this, from now on, then we do not know anyone from a worldly perspective. Even if we have known Christ from a worldly perspective, yet now we no longer know him in this way. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Everybody shout, new creation. creation. Right online, type new creation. He's a new creation. The old has passed away, and see, the new has come. Everything is from God who has reconciled, this is what we want you to get, reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, now counting their trespasses against them, and he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Last but not least, verse 20. Therefore, we, you and I, we are ambassadors of Christ since God is making his appeal through us. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And as we deal with this series, Lines in the Sand, today I want to speak to you on a subject called Brick by Brick. How we demystify putting up walls and how we can build a bridge if we reconcile together. Will you pray with me just one more time? Jesus, we love you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for who you are. I thank you, Lord, that you are in this room. You are in every room of the people's lives that are watching in this moment. Father, I pray that you would speak to me, that you, that you would lead me, that you would guide me, that you would direct me in this moment. Father, I thank you, Lord, that not one life that is on YouTube or Facebook hops off the same way that they hopped on. But I pray that today that wisdom and revelation knowledge would flood their minds and their hearts in you. Father, I thank you, you change us, that you change our perspective and you renew our hearts and our mind by your precious Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we pray. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. So as I was preparing for this message, to, to give a little backdrop to this, this message, uh, Pastor Jason came to me weeks before we were even going to enter into this series and said, hey, I want to do a, a series called Lines in the Sand. And I want to talk about everything, every controversial subject that divides our world. And I had been kind of, this, this message that I'm about to preach to you today has just been boiling in my mind and my heart for the past probably six months. And when he said that, I was like, okay, I know exactly what I'm gonna preach. And um, I'm gonna do something a little bit different today. I normally don't do illustrations and different things like that, but this is so like weight heavy on my heart. Everything that's happening in our world, man, it's just so like weight heavy on my mind and my heart that I believe that there's gonna be life change when you leave today. But we can't have life change unless we allow ourselves to be used by the Holy Spirit. And so I want to open up with this. This is my opening scripture out of Ephesians 2, 14 through 18. It says this, For he is our peace, who made both groups one. Both groups one. And tore down the dividing wall of hostility. In his flesh. He didn't tear down the wall when he was ascended into heaven. He didn't tear down the wall when he was ascended into heaven. He tore down the wall in his flesh. He made of no effect the law consisting of commands and expressed in regulations so that he might create in himself one new man from the two resulting in peace. 
verse 16. He did this so that he might reconcile, there's that word again, reconcile both to God in one body through the cross by which he put to hostility to death. He came and proclaimed the good news of peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. So in this text, in in Ephesians, this is Paul the apostle. He's writing to the church at Ephesus. And in this time, there was so much hostility and turmoil, and everybody was battling against each other. Everybody was divided. There were so many issues that were dividing the people. But I love how he says right here in verse 17, he came to proclaim the good news of peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. So right here, we see reconciliation, what that looks like. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. And I want to share this story. I have two, two kids. I have a one-year-old named Cadence, and I have a baby girl named Sylvie. She, she is two years old. And this story that I'm about to tell is particularly about my, my baby girl. Sylvie, if you're watching, I love you, baby. Um, uh, my, my baby girl, when I go home without a doubt, she'll always ask me, Daddy, you want to you wanna build a house? And so we have these blocks that uh, Pastor Jason and uh, Pastor Erica actually bought for her for Christmas last year. And they're these magnetic blocks that you kind of, you build a house, and it's like squares and different shapes and triangles and all these different things. And so every single time, without a shadow of a doubt, when I come home, and if she's awake and she has full of energy, which every two-year-old in America has so much energy, like literally, my son, let me just brag on my son right now in this moment. My son literally woke up three times last night. The devil is a lie. Right when I have to preach this morning, but they have so much energy all the time. And so she'll always come to me and say, Daddy, Daddy, you wanna build, you wanna build a house? You wanna build a house? And sometimes, like any father, sometimes you're for it and then sometimes you're not. It's like sometimes I'm like, no, baby, I can't do it right now. Like sometimes you're like all for it and you get down on the ground and you do your thing. But she loves these blocks. And we'll start building houses together and we'll start building different things, big, big layouts, small layouts, all these different uh, uh, things that we build together. And I started to find out that story kind of came to my mind and my heart. And how many of you guys know that when, when Sylvia and I join together, we can build something extravagant? Yeah. She's two years old and she'll try to build. She can maybe build a square by herself or something simple. But when I make myself available, I'm preaching good already. If I make myself available, then we can build something extravagant. And today I'm going to talk about building a bridge because a lot of times it's so easy for us to build a house and to put up a wall, but it's much harder for us to build a bridge. And so my first point is this, we build bridges by being available. We build bridges by being available. Availability is the beginning of change. Did you hear that? We cannot change unless we're available. We cannot change unless we allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and change our hearts. And so availability is the beginning of change. Luke 9, 23, it says this. Then he said to the crowd, this is Jesus speaking. If any of you wants to be my follower, this is scripture. This is not Andrew's words. This is Jesus speaking. If any of you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up the cross daily and follow me. You see, Jesus continued to live a disrupted life. He always was available for disruption, and he was never on his own agenda. 
I'm about to step on some toes in this moment. Because I feel like a lot of us on Facebook and and Instagram and and different things, we have our own agenda. We post 160 characters of what we feel best should get out. And I'm guilty of it too. Like, listen, when I was writing this, song, this, this message, I was like, oh, Lord, I'm, I'm a little convicted. I don't know if I can preach this because I'm in this right now as well. Because, listen, we, we oftentimes write so many things that it's our own agenda. We try to push our own agenda forward. And I want to tell you what, what building a wall looks like and having our own agenda. It's this. We have in our own minds, this is what we have and we put up against the wall. Maybe it's an addiction that you put up and you start to put up a wall. And so you don't allow people to come in. Maybe it's status. Maybe it's a judgment. Maybe it's the culture. Maybe it's insecurity that you put up and you're insecure so you don't allow people to come into your life and you don't allow people to to correct you because you have an insecurity that maybe you put up a wall and nobody can get in. Maybe it's your identity. Maybe you put up a wall because you've been abused in your life. Maybe you put up a wall because maybe you've been rejected once or twice. And so anything that scoffs like rejection, you kind of put up a wall and say, oh, no, 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 I don't want to get close to you. Maybe it's loss. Maybe this one I'm just talking about, opinions. We put up a wall because we have our own opinions. We have our own agenda. We want to do what we want to do. Maybe it's wealth. Anything that divides you from loving others is a wall that you put up. Maybe it's traditions. We have our own traditions that we do. Maybe it's uh, hatred, which is so prevalent in our world right now. Maybe it's media, social media. Maybe it's poverty. Maybe it's attitudes that you have. You have an attitude every single day, and so you put up a wall. Maybe it's politics. Or maybe it's racism. This is us. When we put up a wall, we're not allowing ourselves to be available. Because the reality is, a wall divides. But a bridge, it connects. But can I submit this to you that a lot of people are wanting to change other people, but we are, aren't willing to confront our own demons in the face and allow God to change our hearts. We don't look our own demons in the face. Listen, I've struggled with a lot of these. But you know what I do every single day? I look at myself in the mirror. I say, Holy Spirit, you get rid of anything that is not of you. You changed my heart, you changed my situation, you changed my circumstance, you changed my life because I want to put down this wall and I want to be able to bridge the gap between people and all humanity. And so we put up walls, but the first thing that we have to realize is that we can build extravagant things once we are available with each other and we allow the Holy Spirit to move in and through our minds and our hearts. Everyone type number two online. We build bridges through connection. We build bridges through connection. Ephesians 2, 14 through 18 says this in the message translation. The Messiah has made things up between us so that we're now together on this. Both 
non-Jewish and outsiders and Jewish insiders, he tore down, again, he tore down the wall we used to keep each other at a distance. And he repelled the law code that had become clogged with fine print and footnotes that it hindered more than it helped. Then he started over. Instead of continuing with two groups of people separated by centuries, listen, what we're facing today is nothing new. What we're facing right now in this moment is nothing new. Separated by centuries of animosity and suspicion, he created a new kind of human being, a fresh start for everybody. Christ brought us together through his death on the cross. The cross got us to embrace, and that was the end of hostility. Christ came to preach peace to the outsiders and peace to the insiders. He treated us as equals and so made us equals. Through him, we both share the same spirit and have equal access to the Father. Listen, when God said pick up your cross daily, he didn't say pick up your own opinions daily. He didn't say pick up your own agenda daily. He said pick up your cross daily. And for, for me, in order for me to pick up my cross daily, that means I have to die to my flesh, just how he died in the flesh on the cross. The cross represents his flesh. And so when God says, pick up your cross and die to your flesh daily, that means, Andrew, I don't have an opinion. I don't get to have an opinion. If I'm not allowing the Holy Spirit to live and to move in me, I don't get to just say what I want to say. And so my worry and my fear is that a lot of us are picking up our own opinions. And we're thinking it's changing the world that we're living in. But really it's dividing it. Because it's our own way. It's our own thing. It's our own agenda. Listen, if you're not picking up your word before you post something, it's your own agenda. If you're not getting before God and saying, Holy Spirit, in this moment, allow these words not to be my words, but allow your spirit to move in and through me and say what you want me to say. If you're not doing that, it's your own agenda. And so we build bridges through connection. You see, something else that I realized while building bricks, our uh, uh, houses with my, with my baby girl, is that I real, realized at a young age, it's so easy for us to put up a wall and build a house. But I started like literally even researching it. And I started going like, man, I want bridge toys. Like I was like literally like looking for bridge blocks and like different things like that. I'm like, okay, like I want to teach my daughter how to build a bridge. And I, I couldn't find any bridges. But it's, it's so easy for us to put up a wall or to build a house. It's like a main structure. We put up a wall. It's so easy for us to do. And I wonder how many of us in this room and watching online have learned to put up walls. I wonder how many of us aren't willing to be available for God to change our hearts, to see each other the way that God sees us. Notice I said each other. Not just as a black man, I don't just see my black community. I see each other. Even though the black community is hurting, we are hurting right now. But I don't have the ability just to pick up something and just to see one side. When I was brought into the kingdom of God, I have to have a kingdom perspective. 
And the kingdom perspective loves everybody and sees everybody just the way they are. Come on, somebody. It sees everybody just how they are. You see, but the difference between a wall and a bridge is a wall divides, a bridge connects. And a bridge takes you to a new destination where a wall is a dead end. And I wonder how many of us are building walls and we're going nowhere. But we're expecting God to do something. We're expecting God to change our world. But yet we still have this wall of racism, attitudes, hatred, wealth, loss, rejection, all these other walls that we put up. But God can't penetrate your heart if there's a wall right in front of it. And so another way that we build connection by building a bridge is through table groups. Let me talk about it for a moment. Here at the well, we have what we call table groups or small groups where you join together with people. And it's the best thing that anybody could ever do is because you're not able to just form your own opinion. When I get into a table group and sit with guys that are like-minded, we have the same spirit. We're going the same direction. When I get with people that are like-minded like that, I don't get just to have my own opinion. And how we build bridges is literally through connection. It's through being with each other that we build a bridge together. And this is the truth that I want you to grab a hold of. A brick all alone is paperweight. But bricks joined together can become a bridge. So listen, when I choose to have racism as my brick, when I just hold this, I can do damage. We see it all throughout the riots. They're dropping off bricks. They're dropping off all these different things because they can do damage with one thing. Because we're not choosing to be connected with each other. When we're all alone, we do massive damage. But can I propose to you to join together, to be the church that doesn't divide but connects with each other. That's how we build a bridge. You see, when we're holding this by ourselves, we do so much damage to one another. But when we're connected together, that's how we can get to the other side. And I found this interesting as I was looking up kind of what, what, what it takes to build a bridge. And I found this article online. It's about arches and how they're built. And it says this, each side of an arch is built out toward the other, supported by temporary cables above or by false work below until the ends meet. At this point, the arch becomes self-supporting and the cables or false work are removed. The ancient Romans built arches, bridges, and aqueducts that are still standing today. The tricky part, however, is building the arch. As the two converging parts of the structure have no structural integrity until they meet in the middle. So that's something that I looked up and then I put it in God's word. And Basically, what we're trying to do is we're on one side of the fence and the other 
but we're not doing the work that it takes to meet in the middle. And so a bridge starts out by being anchored on one side and then anchored on another side. And then as they layer bricks by bricks by bricks, and listen, these bricks are representation of people. Every brick represents someone. And an awesome person, as I was kind of studying this message weeks ago, I was kind of just talking through this message, and, and my friend Lauren Snyder said something amazing that stuck out to me. And she said, look, the bricks are the people, and the mortar is the conversation. And I feel like a lot of us, were on one side or the other, and we're shouting from this side, saying, I want you to change. Stop being the way you are. We're shouting from one side, and this side is shouting right back. But we're not being able to meet and walk in the middle and have conversation. My next point is this. We build bridges through conversation. Yeah. Colossians 4, 5 through 6, it says this. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace. Not let your conversation be full of your opinions. Let your conversation be full of Grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. You see, conversations are the mortar. And I believe that as we demystify and tear down this wall, what really needs to happen is more conversation. More conversation with open ears. Not just conversation that you want to get your point across. It's your own agenda. It's your own opinion. But conversations that we can build and emerge together. You want to know how we build a bridge? This is how we tear down a wall. Conversation. I have a conversation with my friend. And you know what? You don't see racism anymore. I have another conversation with my friend. I don't see politics anymore. I have another conversation. I don't see that I have an attitude problem because my friend corrected me and I learned from that. I don't see that I have just a poverty mentality. I don't see that it's just all about hatred. I don't see that it's all about media or traditions or opinions or wealth or loss, come on, or abuse or identity or culture or, or addiction. Come on, I don't see that it's about rejection. I don't see that it's about insecurity. I don't see that it's about judgment. I don't see that it's about my status. All I see is a bridge being able to be walked on by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a bridge. That's what I see. And I think a lot of us were so concerned about putting up our walls. I want you to get a hold of this. When the Holy Spirit gave me this, I really started speaking and thinking, man, that is so true. You see, how can we reconcile that which, which we're not willing to confront? We want reconciliation without first confronting. I can never reconcile something that I'm not willing to confront. 
And I confront through what? Conversation. I confront by being in a table group. I confront with sitting with people that don't look like me, that don't talk like me, that don't have the same background that I have. I sit with people that are from all different spheres and influences, rich, poor, young, old, black, white, Hispanic, African, Asian. I sit with these people and I have a conversation to try to hear their hearts. And so we can never reconcile that which we're not willing to confront. You see, the only way that we can build a bridge is to allow the Holy Spirit to tear down our walls. And I want you to get get a hold of this church online as you're watching. We cannot be adopted into a heavenly kingdom and have the same earthly perspective. If you are Christ-like, the word Christian means to be Christ-like. If you are choosing to be a Christian and you are adopted into a heavenly kingdom, you cannot have the same perspective. If the Holy Spirit is living and moving in you, you cannot have the same perspective. Our perspectives and our hearts have to shift. We have to change and renew. That's what it says in the word of God, to renew your minds daily, to pick up your cross daily and die to your flesh. You see, if we build a wall, we can choose to avoid people or circumstances that we are facing right now. And my last point is this, is that we build bridges when we're unified. We build bridges when we're unified. John 17, 23, it says this, I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me. And you love them as much as you love me. And what makes me so worried and what makes me so passionate in this moment is because Jesus gave his life for us, all humanity. He gave his life for us, but yet we're not willing to lay our life down for him. And I believe that as we get a hold of this, as we continue to have conversations with each other, and as we continue to tear down and to mystify the walls, that's how we bring kingdom to earth. That's how we love the person that doesn't look like us. That's how we choose to love the person that doesn't have the same background that we have. Jesus commanded us to love one another. That was a command. That wasn't just some of his opinion or good idea. That was a command in the word of God to love one another.
And I feel like right now, we're loving ourselves so much that it's causing a divide that we're unaware of. We're loving our opinions, we're loving to post, we're loving all these different things and hoping that it's gonna institute change. And yeah, maybe it does a little bit. But how much more change could happen if you sat right in front of the person that disagrees with you? And you actually had a heart-to-heart, face-to-face conversation with them and said, you know what, despite what you think, I still love you. Because I've been commanded to love because Jesus commanded me to love. And no matter what you face, no matter what you're going through in your life, that is a command in the Word of God to love each other, to see each other, to value each other, whatever background. And my heart just weighs so heavy in this moment. Because I believe that we're trying to pick up our own cross without first picking up the cross that Jesus said to pick up, which is his cross, that we have to die to ourselves daily. And I wanna leave you with these two thoughts right here. You see, the cross of Christ creates a new people, a people unhindered by skin color and family feud. You see, we have to fight for unity. We have to fight to build a bridge. We have to fight for each other. Not just fight for one side, but we have to submit our will to the Word of God. And Max Lucado said this in his book, and we're gonna sing just a little bit more because I believe that we need to worship for a few more moments. You see, we can't live to make a difference if we can't get beyond our biases. And I wanna ask you and leave you with this one question. When you put up a wall, I wanna leave you with this thought. How does God feel about the person that's on the other side of your wall? How does Jesus feel about the other person that is on the other side of that wall?